Spanking rights. Welcome back. We uh, told you we'd be back quicker than several months. In theory. In theory. <laughs> well, yeah, we have a part two of our pain subjects. We uh, last time talked about sports injuries and the mental side of them. But since this is a sports and relationships podcast, we're going to go over some painful experiences with dating and like all the, uh, the, the, the ghosts you may have from it, uh, the things that really bother you and just bring you, brought you dread in your past. I'm going to emphasize right now that there's no dread right now <laughs> in the relationships I have right now, but everything is peachy keen, peachy keen toots. Oh, I'm talking to Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> yes. But anyway, uh, how's everybody doing today? Hopefully well. Oh, you're talking about us. Yeah. Well, the listener, you good? Shake, uh, shake, <laughs> slap, slap on the uh, dashboard, shake your phone twice if you're okay. Yeah, we can definitely see that from here. <laughs> I, I can feel hugs. it. I can feel all the uh, the dread everyone's feeling because we've been talking about pain a lot lately. So we're gonna bring, we're gonna keep the pain train coming. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Sadly. <laughs> well, I think the you know kind of the opposite of pain is like healing, right? Yeah. So we're trying to. Yeah, this is the the point of this. The point of this isn't to Think about your pain and then just make suck you miserable, it and then just suck it. <laughs> like pain is the greatest gonna, teacher. Yeah, we we bring these up in an effort to heal and learn from them. So it might be a little self-reflective. You might have some thoughts listening to this, and uh, feel free to chime in, especially while you're listening to during listening to this afterwards. Uh, Alyssa, where would people chime in? Yeah, like, comment on our podcast on Spotify and Apple Music. That's a great way for us to get heard by more people so that they can also experience cathartic experiences talking about pain. <laughs> but you can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Spanking Rights. That's the sound of you That's using your sound. phone. <laughs> Is that tweets? Did I hear tweets flying through the air? Oh, there's one. <laughs> anyway. Let's uh let's dive into a little bit of pain. The pain train's coming. Bring it, bring it on. Let's have Joseph start because I he would is love to start. Always so <laughs> quiet, and I just want to hear more about your pain, just babe. Oh, thanks, babe. He's very mm. deep. Mm. The pain. Uh, where, <laughs> where do I begin? Uh, so the there's a couple that came to mind, but I'll go with this one. Um, so when I was just a wee lad, about twenty years old. A uh, wee lad. A wee lad. <laughs> uh, there was this girl. Actually, me and my brother were both kind of interested in this girl. Ooh. So there was a little bit of, little bit of drama. Sibling, we love a love triangle. Sibling rivalry. <laughs> between Jeff and I. Uh, long story short, so we, we were hanging out quite a bit. And uh, I hadn't really dated a lot before that, uh, like at all, really. How old were you? I, I was 20. He said, why oh. he said that. That was the. Are you <laughs> listening? Do you listen to the podcast, Izzy? I was distracted by the wee lad. I was a wee lad to 20 years old. So, like, she would, like, she'd invite me over to hang out and, um, like, you know, like, we'd hang out, you know, later in the night and stuff like that. And then there was almost this, like, switch that took place where it was, like, all of a sudden she, like, didn't want to hang out with me anymore. And I, I always kind of like the way I took it was like, oh, I've kind of overstayed my welcome and it's time for me to leave. 
and, and, and I don't say this in like a weird, you know, like overbearing kind of way, but just kind of like, hey, you know, like, but I don't know. It, it was just very confusing for me because like she would, you know, continue to invite me over and like want to hang out. But then all of a sudden it was like, it was like a, just a tick of the clock. And all of a sudden it was like, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. Like I want to just be by myself. And she never expressed anything. She never said, you know, hey, you know, it's getting late or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And so I I kind of bring that into my current relationship. Um, and I, I've expressed this to Alyssa where it's like, you know, sometimes I feel like I don't, I don't ever want to overstay my welcome with anyone really. And so it's hard for me to be like, yeah, I would like to stay longer. I would, I like to stay as long as things are going well and the person wants me there. But I never want to be that person that it's like, you know, that's like too late at the party and like, gosh, when are, you know, when are these people going to leave? It's just, uh, it, but nobody, nobody says that often, you know, most people don't say like, hey, I'd like for you to leave the party now. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> and so for me, I guess I'm just really sensitive to that of like, hey, like, I'd like you to leave or I don't feel like I'm welcome, that it's kind of hard for me to like want to stay there and stay positive. Does that make you say any sense? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It actually reminds me of an in incident really early on in our relationship. And it, this actually explains a whole lot about what happened. We had gotten ready for bed and we had only very recently started staying at each other's houses and you had gotten into bed and a couple of times I had just generally noticed that even though you had just brushed your teeth, your breath would still kind of smell. And we're in a new relationship with Johnny's babe. I'm like, wow, thanks, babe. <laughs> it's like, I guess I, we're I airing felt, the dirty laundry here. I have a point, I promise. But Johnny's I'm curious. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. Johnny's at this point. eyes just got huge. <laughs> Um, and I was trying to think of a way to bring it up in a way that wasn't accusatory or a way that wasn't, you know, trying to make him feel bad about anything. And I had leaned over and I was like, Hey babe, I was like, I, you know, I just, I was wondering if maybe you could use more toothpaste when you brush your teeth. And he kind of just looked at me and he was kind of like, oh, okay. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and he was gone, gone from the bed. And I remember feeling so hurt because I wasn't trying to be mean and I wasn't trying to be accusatory and I wasn't trying to make him feel bad. I was just trying to help to, I don't know, you want you want your partner to be a better version of themselves. and starts uh, with good breath. And it starts with good <laughs> breath. For the record, Joe, I, I've, I've never walked in and been like, oh, Joe, what the hell? You're breathing too much and it stinks here. Like, Well, like, you don't have to, you weren't sleeping yeah, in the bed next to him uh, yeah. with him breathing. In, in, I'll try it out next sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Maybe I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but I, re I remember feeling so hurt and just well, why did he leave? And so I got up and I found, and he was sleeping on my couch and I like trying to wake him up and see what was going on. And he like didn't respond to me at all. And so when he came back the next morning, I was really upset because I don't, I didn't think it was enough to warrant leaving the bed in the middle of the night. But I guess with the understanding that 
there's a trauma and a pain of feeling like you're not wanted or you're not encouraged to be around the natural response is defense and to run so flight or flight and we talked it out and we worked it out and now he uses plenty of toothpaste thanks babe but it's yeah it's kind of like that thing i know for me i have a similar trigger of overstaying your welcome and for me it's also like if i'm not perfect like if you don't like every single thing about me you don't want me here kind of thing like, I stay at your house, Joe, a lot. And it's so, it's very funny that, like, we both have this trigger <laughs> because often I'm feeling very self conscious of being over too much and overstaying my welcome. And especially because I, you know, do art at your house because I was walking tango previously for, during the days and things. And uh, I know everybody needs their space and their alone time. Um, but, yeah, for you two, I don't even remember where it comes from, <laughs> but it's just very funny that I'm like feeling insecure about that towards someone who also has the same scar, I guess, insecurity. Oh, I never want to f- make you feel unwelcome. Oh. You're always welcome. Oh, oh. you know, you're going to make me cry. I did try. I, I, I told Joseph too. I was just like, hey, like if Izzy's over too much, you can let me know. Cause like I won't name names, but I, I have had. A buddy in the past that I lived with that his girlfriend was over all the time. And we were and the thing is we were in a really tiny apartment. Like Joe and I's place, a lot of space. So you can be in the basement. I can be up in my bedroom if we want to just chill by ourselves. Like we don't over impede each other too much. But my buddy had his she had her own place, but he, like all the time was over. And it just is like, well, I guess I'll just recluse in my room yet again. Like <laughs> I'll hang out in my I'll little bubble. Out, yeah. My little bubble when I want to use the living room, which I pay rent for. And I- <laughs> well, one thing I wanted to just kind of wrap up kind of my part was mm-hmm. I think I knew I was doing this kind of subconsciously, but I was like, I, like I felt hurt. And so I feel like I wanted to hurt you back. And so it was kind of like, well, then I want to, like, I want to be by myself, you know? And so, like, it's just a terrible thing that I <laughs> did, and I'm really sorry about that. Oh. <laughs> but I feel like, I think that's kind of the tough parts about relationships is, you know, sharing some of that baggage and trying to move on past that. Would there have been a way that you would have better received me asking you to brush your teeth with more toothpaste? I don't think there's an easy way to have that conversation <laughs> with anybody at any time. Well, so. <laughs> I, the only similarly, way you, go ahead. Similarly, um, oh. s- <laughs> uh, Johnny is uh, similarly to Alyssa is very direct, <laughs> and I'm very sensitive, <laughs> like this dynamic that you two have, and um, he's he's so good about wording um, his requests of me, <laughs> so. Um, I am really insecure about the fact that I c- if I ever smell bad ever I I think it's just like the artist in me or like the perfectionist in me I'm like nobody wants to smell that and like offend anyone with their odor right <laughs> Yeah nobody wants to be the kid in PE class who missed the memo on deodorant and doesn't right. realize it Well I think it's just cuz I always really didn't like people who are so unaware of themselves so it's probably like a I don't want to be unaware of myself kind of thing. Um, We had talked about it previously, I think, like, oh, I'll always, I'll tell you if you start to smell and you need to put some deodorant on, like, that's totally okay. Um, And then after that, 
Johnny proceeded to, not like directly, but like another day or so after that, he proceeded to tell me that I needed to lather up (laughs) again. And he worded it like fairly all right, but it like still like stung a little bit. Yeah, I know. And it's It's not, it's not like anything you can do about it. It's just like a, it's just a trigger. Yeah, we kind of had a mutual agreement of this, like, hey, if I smell, tell me if there's, my hair looks ridiculous, say something like, don't let me walk around looking like a jackass like well i don't know there's like an aspect of like i like i'm still trying to figure it out like should you have to like accept every part of your partner or like what do you do to like you know tell them in a really nice way that like i would enjoy being around you more if you put on deodorant (laughs) or i would like kissing you more if you didn't need a peanut butter cup or (laughs) That's, a, that's an absolutely Somebody. asinine request. Peanut butter cups are delicious. Why would you not want to kiss me after that? Well, <laughs> uh, the one thing I was going to add to what Izzy was saying is, and this is, goes for people in general, is like I, I ask myself, like, can they fix it? Can they do something about it? <laughs> like, if you're like, hey, you're short, and you're like, <laughs> well, thanks. Like, what, you know, what do you want me to do about it? But if it's like, hey, you've got something on your face, or like, you know, like, it's always a little embarrassing, but I'd rather somebody say something and, like, let me fix it rather than leave me hanging, you know? Yeah. Hey, Izzy, you're short. But, that's, <laughs> but I love you because I can pick you up and, like, hold. I can carry you around super easily. It's awesome. Thank you. I like being portable. And that's also part of the reason why you're a beast of a climber is because your size compared to, like, your strength to size ratio is absurd. This really is a two-part. It is a two-part because we, we bragged about your climbing prowess. I'm going to do it again. I'll always do it. But. Aww. And anyway, yeah, like, I think just humanity, nobody wants to have to break it to the person, you stank. You uh, <laughs> you don't want to be the one to point out something, like, that they're oblivious to, but it's like, hey, for the, the betterment of everyone else here, we, if you can fix this in some way, don't shoot the messenger. Like, But there's a way to say it that's just, that's not aggressive or confrontational. Um, but I think the larger part of that is that, you know, some people are totally fine because Joseph will tell me I have something stuck in my teeth and I'm just like, take it out of my teeth then. I don't. (laughs) With your Uh, tongue. Oh, gross. Gross. Well, I think Joseph has probably the best way of, um, kind of breaking that sort of news (laughs) to people like those certain requests. Like I always feel that I will still be loved by Joseph. (laughs) Even if, you know, he's telling me to take my laundry out of the dryer <laughs> or like. Or when uh, Joe and Alyssa told me that I had a gaping hole in one of my running shorts <laughs> that I had no idea about. <laughs> <laughs> or even like to pick up our bags from the living room. You know, you haven't said like, oh, you stink. <laughs> or like, You stink. Get out of my house. Well, I, Joe, you can't smell anyway. <laughs> it's really this, useful for me. This is true. I uh, about. September of last year, I totally lost all smell. Like, I could smell weed, which is the worst thing <laughs> you could ever want to smell. Welcome to Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, I get a whiff every once in a while, but for the most part, I cannot smell anymore. It's wild. Um, but what do you have to say? Like, how would you, how are you such a master in <laughs> well, breaking news to people? Well, uh, like, like you said, like, I, I feel sensitive about those kind of things, and so I try to to ask or present it in the best way possible without being like, Hey, you got stuff all over your face or whatever, whatever the issue is. 
But I do appreciate you two in your directness because what directness does is it allows for the least amount of confusion. And sometimes when you are trying to tell someone someone in something in a really nice way, they might not receive the message <laughs> if it's too nice. I think you're pretty clear when you say things to people, like you think through things really well. In the past, I haven't gotten my words quite direct enough and people have kind of just brushed it off and then the thing that I request of them doesn't get done because they misinterpreted it. Well, I think that can be part of the, uh, a little segue in more of pain. This mm-hmm. isn't sensitivity hour, it's pain hour. <laughs> so get over it. So let's not stop talking about what Aww. we're so sensitive about. No, um, I will say things more directly and I try not to be snarky or like I'm just being a jerk, but it's like, hey, this thing is here. I'm going to talk about it. And I know, I, I think we talked a little bit about how, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you kind of came to appreciate that. At first, it's more of like a, it, it can be shocking to some people. It's, you talk about love languages and everything, but the way people will express and talk to one another, some people are direct. Some people want to leave more to the imagination. Some people like are a little more coy with what they do. You understand that like something I tell you directly isn't trying to slam you. It's just, mm-hmm. hey, I love you here's this thing, mm-hmm. let's make sure it's resolved and then get on our merry way. Right, right. Yeah, I've come to learn that about you. And I think I've said that before, that you're you're direct, but then you forget about your anger once you... There's forgiveness behind every request. <laughs> well, I was going to say that for Alyssa, like when we started dating, her family is very sarcastic. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like the first few months I was like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> he why? thought I was so mean. He would come to me and he, about like the littlest things about a way I said something or a thing I teased him about or made fun of him for. And he thought I was genuinely just trying to harp on him. And I need to be more aware of how I do that because it does matter how I say things or what I say and how they get interpreted by other people. That's still my responsibility to make sure that that there's no confusion on my intention behind Mm. the words that I say. Because if I don't meet people where they're at, then they're never going to want to listen to me or be around me or Joseph's going to think I'm a giant asshole. But yeah, that is very much your family culture, like the teasing and the sarcasm almost to a point of, I mean, not all the time. Your parents are clearly very loving people, but um, some people like, express, is he actually mad at me yeah. or like, some does people he actually exp- like me? Some people express love through like busting your chops a little bit. Like that's a way of expressing that they're comfortable with you right. and they like being around you. You're one of them. Amongst my gigantic family, my mom and dad are both one of eight. I have so many cousins and it was a rite of passage for me to get like, not bullied, like physically hurt or anything, but like big cousins are always like nudging you, tripping you up a little bit and like pointing out something you do that's really ridiculous. And so it's just like some people like they understand that. And then some people don't grow up like that. And it can be an awkward little clash. Confusing and hurtful. (laughs) Yeah. You you take it really personally. It's just like, dude, like I don't just pulling your tit, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Just pulling my tit. Well, the, the, when I figured it all out, like when it all clicked was, uh, her dad came over to my house and we were, we were doing some remodeling and stuff like that. Just the two of them. Just the two of us. And like the entire time he was just like harping on me like everything. (laughs) Like You uh, call that a swing of a hammer? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was like, oh, I have this tool. I've never used it before. And then they'd be like something else. I'm like, oh, I have this tool. I've never used it before. And he's like, do you ever use your tools? (laughs) 
And I'm like, because I have this habit of buying like random stuff. And then I'm like, oh, I'll use that sometime. And then finally I like have the opportunity. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you like, what do you have all these tools for if you like never use them? So. Yeah, but he's not like, you call yourself a man. What's wrong <laughs> with you? Like, No, and... Uh, when I moved, when I lived away for college and I would come home for the holidays or anything, I was literally the Alyssa roast fest from the time I would get home to the time that I would leave to go back to school. It was just internally roasting me and it's still that way. And I live in town now. It's really funny to see like you get that kind of shit because you give us that kind of shit. Yeah, I was so like, like, oh, ah. this, it just all clicked. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I got it. She's uh, being loving. Hey, Joe, you use a mic before you just bumped it. <laughs> Technically, I bumped the the line. I heard it. <laughs> I heard. I heard it. I wanted. I want to bust your chop. Damn it! Stop <laughs> busting my chops. Singular. Everybody, uh, get Joseph now. Bust his chop. No. Roast him. Roast him. We could, we could take turns roasting each other. <laughs> no. I would really prefer to not do that. I want to love you guys yeah. eternally, if that's uh, okay by yeah. me. Oh, fine. But, I mean, to bring it back to the whole original point of, you know, things can be painful, is that, you know, that experience that Joseph had with that girl, like, manifested itself in a way in our relationship. And in that way, like, those things can still carry. And the same way, like, the way that I've grown up and, you know interact with my family can be triggers for that. And you have to have that open communication with your partners, your friendships, um, platonic, your platonic um, partners, any sort of relationship. So important to have those open lines of communication. So you don't end up miscommunicating or furthering somebody's pain that they might not even know that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. because trauma can be buried and sometimes you don't remember that something is traumatic until something else triggers it and you're like oh man I forgot that happened to me and then oh that's why I get so sad about you know this this or that and it's just important to have those conversations and that communication I agree wholeheartedly <laughs> wow the universe is so large look at all that space and I seem so small in comparison come to think of it My knowledge of space is just as small. Universe? Deep space forces? How can I better understand you? Why don't you check out the The Orbital Orbital Alliance? Run by my good friend, Nick Panev. Have your brain wrinkled over space knowledge that you didn't even know was there. Like, do you know the difference between a constellation and an asterism? Chances are you've mistaken the two. Or what about what actually goes on at the International Space Station? And can I seriously capture photos of it? Nick and the Orbital Alliance want everyone to be able to go to space one day. So until commercial space flights become available, and believe me, that day is coming sooner than you think, prepare yourself with as much space knowledge as you can. If anything, you'll win some trivia over your comrades. Reach for the stars with the Orbital Alliance. Become an orbiter and check out his videos on YouTube and make sure to subscribe. You can also follow the Orbital Alliance on Instagram and Twitter, and he'll see you and me on the other side. Like I, um, I mean, it's still kind of the same stuff, but I had a moment, my hands were so cold and I like ice cold and I touched Johnny and he was like, don't touch me with your cold hands. But, um, like you touched me once and I was like, geez, your hands are cold. And then you did it again. I'm like, don't touch me. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Stop. Like, but it was, um, it's not, it's not, I don't ever touch me again. I hate you. It's like, right. please refrain from putting your cold hands on me. Right. Well, I was, 
um, in the past, I've had a partner who got very upset at me for putting my cold hands on him. And to me at the time, that was, uh, you know, one of those knife to the heart moments because it was like, you know, so innocently like wanting to touch your partner and hug them and not knowing that my hands were cold. Um, and he, he would like yell at me. And I was like, I don't think that cold hands should be like a cause for yelling. Or at least in that moment, it was like a huge, like whatever. <laughs> and, um, but when today, when we were having that situation with the cold hands, there was just like love in your voice. Like I was scared at first that you were going to be really mad at me. And then you weren't as mad. And I was like, oh, I have that trigger. I should probably like remember to clear that and like not be so afraid and also be aware of putting my cold hands on you. <laughs> you do get cold quite easily. I do. Well, I'd be kind or of interested to hear like his side of the story. Just like what's like, what's, why is that a trigger for him? Like maybe people would tickle him what he didn't want to or some more, some sort of other. Yeah, maybe, maybe somebody pushed his boundaries or in a way that, he never had control over or even if he tried to set boundaries they took advantage of it anyways and it's not trying to excuse yeah his I mean, you should behavior yeah it and was just a bad clash of probably both of our triggers yeah. like and again any sort of open communication is yes. the best remedy for it but well i think that's why it was okay for us today because we have very open communication and i'll tell you when your hands are cold for sure, because it's it's a it's quite alarming when <laughs> it's alarming. when you're nice and warm and comfy, and all of a sudden, frigid coldness <laughs> just like encapsulates you. It's it's jarring. I think it was like um kind of a built up thing of like my primary love language is physical touch, primary primary. <laughs> I couldn't tell, <laughs> and um a couple months of like that not being so fulfilled because his primary love language wasn't. And so it was a lot of like me trying to get that need fulfilled and it not being so met. And so then it was like double whack and, you know, obviously bumping up against all his triggers, like probably boundaries being pushed and like we didn't have great communication, <laughs> you know, just wanted to shove down all of our baggage, for lack of a better word, um, and not like tell the other person what was really going on, probably because we didn't know. But yeah, you are, I think your second Love language is physical touch. So I feel fulfilled with you. And so there's only been a couple of times where like that particular trigger of not getting what I need has gotten triggered. We talk about it and it's quickly kind of dealt with. Mm -hmm. Like we've talked about before, just needing space in perhaps public situations or like just like when you're focusing on something else and you need to not be touched for a second. Yeah, like what? Well, like, I mean, a couple of cases being like if I'm really deep into a game or something, and then you like sneak up and start like smooching. I'm just like I'm focusing. Get off me right now! Or, and there can just be times where if you had a stressful day at work, or I don't know, you you're in a mode of like I don't want to be touched right now, and it's like we come to an agreement of like and a little not barter system, but just a way of <laughs> explaining like hey, I love you. Please don't touch me right now. Like I just, my body doesn't like physical contact right in this moment. Like, right. Give me 20 minutes or so. Let me right. wind down from this thing and then I'll cuddle the crap out of you the rest of the night. But it's like, right. The thing too is that you're very fidgety. Like you'll, you'll like, <laughs> like, like, like Alyssa's <laughs> nodding at me because like, Izzy, why are you, why do you like 
have my pajama pants like wadded up at the bottom <laughs> and you're like pulling on the like can you sit still like like why are you using me like a fidget spinner right now like I'll rub my toes on Alyssa <laughs> oh my gosh it's I love you so very 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 much and there are times when you cuddle up next to me and I'm just like yes give me all of the izzy <laughs> and then there are times where I'm just not in a good headspace and there's times when I'm just you know, sense like sensory overwhelmed and you're like you twist and then you're like feet move and then you like wiggle your toes against me or you'll like like <laughs> your your hands will like bur- burrow and then come out and then like <laughs> reburrow somewhere else and then like and then and I'm sitting there in sensory overload just I love her, 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 I love her. Isabella, stop moving. <laughs> it really helps me when you guys tell me you love me because my second love language is words of affirmation. And so it helps me to not feel rejected when you guys tell me you love yeah, me. Yeah, and that's the thing I wanted to iterate. Like, I m- And I might have even had a problem with that in the past, in past relationships of just like being a little too nudging away and it coming off like, oh, you disgust me right now. It's like I, 98% of the time I'm grateful that I have a incredibly cute girl that wants to just like, jump on me like a koala and hug me and like be tender loving. But there occasionally there's times I'm just like, can I just like be right now? Can I just be my own entity and just like sit here uninterrupted? Mm-hmm. But so it's like, I'll tell you those things. And I've, yeah, it's always a privacy of, Hey, I love you. Can you not touch me right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree that for me, it's also probably like 98% of the time. It's just like, I would just hold you forever. And then the other 2%, I'm just overwhelmed and overloaded and just need some space. Yeah. And I've, I think it, think it helps me to have been there too. Like I have a little sister who's incredibly affectionate and I want to squeeze her and hold her all the time. And then sometimes I'm just like pissed and don't want to be touched and she'll come over and yeah. cuddle it, if, me. If, and if you're at all can't. angry or stressed, that's the time to not touch people. Like if mm-hmm. it's, and that's happened with us to, in volleyball, but it's just like if we get, and it comes from being too hard on ourselves, but then it's like, no, don't high five me. I don't, I, I don't deserve it. Like get away from me right don't now. Touch me. Like it. So, but I guess that's a trigger for me. Probably not just from that boyfriend, but probably from like just other people in my past. Like even, even my sister, even my mom just being like upset with my fidgeting. And as a kid, it just felt like rejection consistently right. of like, you know, me being such a physically stimulated person. Um, but with you guys and just from growing older and like having good communication, it's really helped me to kind of come on the other side of that into like understanding of like, oh, you're not rejecting me. This is just what you need right now. Mm. And, 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 and I, a sort of conflicting trigger thing I've gotten over to is because in a past relationship, dated someone who also was very affectionate. And to me, the, 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 the big difference here between you and her is that we can be our own entities when the time is right. Like mm-hmm. I never want people thinking, Oh, that's Johnny's girlfriend. Like, no, it's Izzy. Like she's mm-hmm. her own person where this other relationship is like, there were times I felt like we were, she wanted to be joined at the hip. And I was just like, it's so it gets suffocating, especially like in public settings. It's like, yeah, I'll hug you, kiss you in public, but it's the koala backpack time is not now. Like I want to <laughs> like, I want you to be your own person. I want to, I'm here to hang out with other people too. Like we don't have to be 
a joint amoeba to <laughs> hang out in a group with people. Well, I think it you get stronger in a crowd as a couple when you can spread out. It's almost yeah. like your power is doubled. Yeah, <laughs> I like, don't know. Well, well if I, you guys I don't, get what I mean. Yeah. It's the girl I knew from high school. She was dating a guy like in college. It had been a couple of years since I'd seen her. And we all met up at this place and they literally were like, sit right here. So they were on either side of me. So like, so they each got to like catch up with me. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to sit by each other. They were so comfortable within their own relationship that they sat at different parts of the table just to interact and connect with people more. And I'm just like, these guys. And wouldn't you know, they're married with three kids right now. So wow, 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 wow. wow. So to shift a little bit into another painful thing that just comes to mind for me, did everyone say, well, did everyone say what they wanted to say about what we were saying? What were we saying? Yes. <laughs> we no, said a lot. No, I think that's a good transition. Yeah. Just go for it. All right. So something that has pained me in the past is the, the pain of not knowing and I think people can drive themselves crazy, not even just in relationships. What if I would have asked for that raise? What if I would have tried out for that thing? Like Regrets. Yeah, just regrets and uh, tattooing no regrets on yourself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what if I hadn't done that? No, but I um, think it's regrets. Regrets. Is that uh, the famous tattoo that like, <laughs> but, but uh, so, I mean, in this case, the pain of like the ghost of what could have been. There were a few stances of like, I went on a few dates with a girl and thought it was like a smashing success. Like, this is going to be my next girlfriend. Like, it's going so smoothly. And then they ripped the carpet out from under you and just are like, oh, I'm not ready for a relationship, whatever they say to get out of it. And that will, that bothered me for months. And then you just, yeah, you, you feel empty and like, well, what the heck? Why? We didn't even give it a chance. This is crazy. Like, I got over that way more. I have had two, like, over a year long relationships before you, Izzy. Mm-hmm. And I got over those in a matter of a day or two. Cause it's like, we ran, it ran its course. We're done. Maybe it's just how, maybe it's the way I'm wired. I don't know if everybody feels this way, but You're I like, it's I, over. Yeah. I was like, we, we tried, over. we gave it a good run where there are certain, like a few different girls that were like, what the heck you didn't even give it a shot. And then like, that will drive me nuts for way longer. In terms of what ifs, I have so many what ifs about just so many different circumstances. But when it comes to like specifically for dating and specifically for relationships, there are definitely people who I wonder what would have happened if instead of making this one decision, I had decided something else or if I had been brave enough to do the thing that I knew that I probably should have done or if I had done you know if I had decided to go to grad school overseas or whatever the case would be Mm. and it can be so torturous and I think that if you keep living in that what if I made this different decision what if I had made the leap of faith to do this one thing and if you keep going down those paths, you're never going to be satisfied with what's going on right now Mm -hmm. in your life. You're never going to feel fulfilled by anything in your current atmosphere. It's always going to feel like it's not enough. And I have definitely gotten lost in that feeling of not enough. There was a relationship that I had that only lasts, it was six months to the day. I remember feeling so devastated by that breakup that that was a breakup that I was still reeling from 
over a year and a half after the breakup into when I started dating you, Joseph. What? And because I was so trapped in that, what if we had actually given it the right Mm -hmm. amount of, you know, justification or time or commitment that I was willing to put into it? And I wasn't satisfied with my life to the point where I didn't want to date anybody. I wanted nothing to do with anyone, which is what Joseph experienced. <laughs> you had to endure you had to endure the like her figuring herself out a bit before you could make the yeah. breakthrough. Like Well, and I think uh I, I think we've touched on this in the past, but just about timing, you know, like I mean pe- there really is different timing for people as far as like when they're ready for relationships and how much you want to push things, like especially in Alyssa's and I early relationship, it was like you know, do I want to, you know, keep texting her? Do I want to like keep trying? And it's, you know, and that, and uh, things could have gone a million different ways. She could have just blew me off and said, well, you know, it's just some guy I know from volleyball and, you know, we wouldn't be standing here right now, but the I mean, podcast wouldn't exist. So good on both of you. There mm-hmm. we go. But, uh, to me, like, as I've gotten older, like, you know, I used to be stuck in that trap of like, what if, you know, pretty often. But to me, I've kind of just let it all go for, for the most, nobody's perfect, obviously, right. but, but, uh, I think the, the imagination you have about what your life could be, I feel like I want to make my life the way it is on the path that I'm on the best that it could possibly be rather than some theoretical scenario that it could never be. I've mm-hmm. never thought of it that hard, but I'm like, that's a really, you just wrinkled my brain a little there. <laughs> like the fact that I'm just like, yeah, like that's a great outlook of like, you got what you got. You have the cards you dealt. Why are you spending so much energy on stuff that's not going to happen ever? Why don't you make what you have here the best it can possibly be? Mm-hmm. It's the whole thought of that the grass is greener on the other side or the grass is greener based on I'm going to choose you know this person versus this person. And I think it's easy to get – it's easier. It's so much easier to think about the hypothetical. It's so much easier to think about the imaginary. It's so much easier to exist in a pleasant state of mind than deal with the encounters of today and the encounters of now. Because to make your life as beautiful or as amazing or as good as you want it to look like, you have to put in work and you have to mentally prepare yourself. You have to go to counseling to Mm -hmm. weed through some of those things. You have to have the conversation that you don't want to have. You have to get back up on the bicycle and keep moving. And it's so much easier to not do that. Similarly to how people, I mean, what social media is now today, like, I almost feel like your imagination and all the what ifs and all the parallel universes in your mind, they're unrealistic. And like a lot of people, a lot of social media Nobody is as successful as they appear on social media, and that can lead to a lot more depression, which I think there's studies showing people are more depressed with Instagram and everything and just love like people look and they're just like, oh, my gosh, their life's perfect. Like I nothing in comparison. And it's like, stop thinking that way. It's not. They have their problems, too. Mm -hmm. We all like have to deal with what's going on right now. And we can just be thankful that we have good partners and a good good quartet here and mm-hmm. good families. We, we can work together and like make everything great. But these fantasies running in your head too much is yeah. Like the social media effect of just like you're, you're hurting yourself and ru- driving yourself crazy by consuming it too much. When you say yes to today and like making your life the way you want it to be today, it's almost like 
going into the jungle, you know, like you're responsible for all of the steps you take. We're in a jungle, like all of the things you cut down as you like (laughs) trudge through with your machete, like you're responsible for making your own path and creating change. And that can be super scary. Um, But it's also super empowering and the rewards are so much better. Like you're by far the best partner for me that I've ever come across. And I think we all upgrade as we go throughout our life because we learn and we learn more about ourselves and we learn more about what we love. And there's, of course, relapses sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure we've all had one person or more that have been kind of like a rebound or something of that nature. Um, but we learn from those too. You know, how to hurt people less as well as ourselves. For me, it's like there's a parallel universe for everyone I've ever not successfully become something with yeah it sucks but there were so many incompatibilities between us in in my life I know for you it literally felt like a rug being ripped out from under you but uh you do have to focus on like the good things that you have now like I think about those scenarios and then I think about oh but I have this wonderful man now who's perfect for me in so many more ways than they were and he he's here and he's present with me and he's like he stayed you can be grateful for the people that stayed (laughs) especially friendships too yeah i think your alternate timeline selves no matter where you are you might if you're like delusional enough to think that this other area is better somehow better it's like even there they would be complaining too (laughs) exactly (laughs) if if you want to use the scenario of like if I had broken up with my boyfriend in college and dated the guy that I actually wanted to date at the time, I would, and if I had done that and then I was dating him and then I would look back and think, well, what if I didn't break up with my college boyfriend and I had stayed mm-hmm. with him instead of it, making this crazy leap? It's important to not focus on what you're not satisfied mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And I, I was going to say like, no human beings, perfect. Like nobody's going to be 100% nailing it swishing everything like there's every humans like i'm sure i do annoying dumb things like even michael jordan even michael jordan misses some shots like <laughs> have we mentioned michael jordan every episode i hope so but no but we've mentioned geese every episode geese, have we we have like mother, a mother goose yeah. <laughs> but uh that's no. our easter egg yeah that's our pineapple <laughs> Ooh, nice reference there from psych but uh yeah but it's just every human being my closest family members, there's things that annoy me about them. It's just like everybody has something. It's like you got to be able to overrule that with everything you love in a person. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- there's nothing that's going to be a perfect life. You're not You're not going to have the perfect life that you envision that's in the storybooks, that's on social media. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. There are going to be people who dislike you. There are going to be relationships that don't work. There are going to be relationships that are abusive and extremely painful to experience. There's going to be breakups. But then you're going to come to a place where you're standing in a room with three of the closest people that you have ever met making a podcast that 12 <laughs> people listen this to. This is getting too meta. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, I just think that like throughout my life, I feel like I'm really old right now, but uh, throughout my you life I've had. In the third age. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had like many different like friend groups and many, you know, many different relationships that just over time they just kind of shift and they change and and I guess when you for me like when I look back at like what if like like oh why didn't that work out like 
things are just kind of organic and they kind of just move and shift and you change and they change and it's just what happened happened and it's like it's okay but it is okay but it's also important that if you have a commitment and it is a good thing it is okay to weather those changes together as well there's a point where you have to realize that it's important to stick around and worth fighting for it because I know that even just in the last year and a half of our relationship and our friendship, we've all we've all evolved in different ways. I know for me personally, I want to be around to see it and I want to be around to weather it through you. And I don't want to wonder what if if I if something were to happen. This is the primary timeline. This we're on it right now. We're, we intend to <laughs> stick to it. sacred timeline. And something I, I think I want to say one more thing, just wrap up. One thing Izzy and I did is on the topic of what if and Marvel, there's this thing called a nexus event, which means in every universe, it is an absolute. It can, it has to happen because there's absolutely like, spoiler. Dr. Strange tries to like change a bunch of stuff, but it doesn't work because this thing always has to happen. It's going to happen in some way, some shape of some form. So Izzy and I were just like, what if, uh, what, what, let's just pretend our, us two getting together is a nexus event. Like, mm-hmm. What are other scenarios that are likely for that to have happened? Because it's easy to be like, well, if I never moved to Colorado, probably would have never met. Strangely enough, I can thank COVID for meeting Izzy because otherwise she would have been at Maine counseling at a summer camp. I may not have met her right away and it might have shifted things. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think we would have just met later anyway. But but if we were a Nexus event, but, what were other possibilities of us meeting? So I talked about how... If I had chosen a different college in different states, like how that would have affected us being drawn together. Yeah, it's like maybe I would have moved up to Chicago area and you would have went to Lake Forest and mm-hmm. maybe we would have met there. I still think more realistically, you could have went to the Kalamazoo mm-hmm. in Michigan because I have friends that stay up at Clark Lake, which is near Kalamazoo. And it's like you might have met somebody that invited you to their lake house and we would have met there. So it's just fun to like, hey, we're an absolute nexus event. Let's just like brag about the other ways we probably could have met. Right. If I had made different choices, maybe we could have still met. I would like to think that the universe would have yeah. us We're sticking to it is what we're saying. <laughs> well, I think to me, it just goes back to uh, not to be like religious or anything, but just thinking like, is there some sort of guiding force in life? Uh, you know, like often people call it God or, or whatever the case may be, but uh, I like I try to tune into what are the good things in the universe and how to kind of navigate myself to those things. Mm-hmm. And so like you guys are saying, like you probably would have met in some way anyway. And so for myself, I just try to tune into that, that guiding force mm-hmm. of positive you know, energy. Great. I, I want to go for all the negative sucky things. I don't know about <laughs> you. But. Well, yeah, I think um, I was going to say this before, but I think every part of life, um, is so sacred, like all of the things, all of the pain in life, in sports and relationships, it makes life so rich, you know, like it gives life so much more flavor and gives us a comparison. My favorite thing to point out is that the rainbow, when you look through a prism, it surfaces on the border of light and dark, like you can see the whole spectrum on one side of a dark screen and one side of a light screen. That's really how it is. Like, like you know, when you cry and um, then your friends make you laugh after you get that big cry out. It's kind of like that. Like you go through like this deep emotional dive and then you come back up and it's like you get to see like feel all of the emotions in between that. 
it's just beautiful. It's just it's just rich. There's no happiness without sadness. If you don't have like my my college cross country coach always said, you have to endure the winters of life to enjoy the springs and summers. Like if everything was just joy and happy, it's like then there's no contrast. Then it's like everything's kind of meaningless. Well, I think that's an individual experience for everybody to come to that place of recognizing pain for what it is and appreciating it for what it is, even if you don't want to experience it again. It's still hard today to Mm. accept some of those pains and come to a place of maybe even forgiveness for other people or forgiveness for the pains that other people have caused us in the past to kind of reach that cathartic moment. And it doesn't make it easy. It's, It's hard work. And I think as you live more of life, it's like the better it gets, the better it gets. Like the pains change into something that's different. And you can have like really hard life experiences later in life. But, you know, maybe in those times when you're more seasoned, you know, you might not judge yourself as much. And so it won't feel like as shameful. Maybe it's just like more grief. You'll still learn from every pain that you have and every happiness that you had. I think that is a superb <laughs> way to wrap up pain. Have we wrapped it up? Did we did we get all of our pain out? Man, I hope so. I, well, uh, spoiler alert, there's going to be more pain in life. That's just part of life. But doesn't mean it has to be all negative. You can turn it into a positive and, you and know. It, it's hard to wrap all of life's pain up into only... You 45 know, minutes. 45 minutes Whatever, to an however, hour. However long the edited end product of this episode will be. And we thank you for listening to this episode. And if you want to get in touch with us. Find us on. TikTok. Thank you. Is one of them. Thank you. <laughs> we are on TikTok. Uh, find us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all at Spanking Rights. Also like and comment on this podcast on Apple Music and on Spotify. It's a great way to get us connected with new listeners. Yeah, we're getting back into it. We're Season back into two. it. We're here, and we're 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 sassy. Would you say <laughs> we're loose as a goose and ready to cook? I mean, that's usually the beginning of the episode, but we can wrap <laughs> it up with it this time. It's been cooked. It's been cooked. We it has we been definitely cooked, cooked it. Uh, we uh, hope life isn't too painful for you, and hopefully, this episode wasn't painful for to listen to. <laughs> and uh, once again, thank you for listening. Yes. We will catch you at another time whenever you turn on our podcast. Anyway, uh, how do we sign out? This is Team Tango signing off. off. Meow. Meow. <laughs>